0: Peace, 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 and welcome to The Rematch, which is part of the BasketballNews.com podcast network. On The Rematch, you'll hear in-depth interviews with notable names from all walks of life. Because sometimes the media just doesn't get it right. The Rematch is that second opportunity to clarify, put things in proper context, correct fake news or misreported controversy, the media still exists as the most powerful entity on earth because they control the minds of the masses. I'm Atan Thomas, and the full truth is what we are aiming to catch. Many media stories omit details that would dilute their clickbait roar, and that's why there's a need for the rematch. Today, I sat down with U.S. Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn. He was front and center during the January 6th insurrection and discussed what he would like to see happen as far as accountability for what took place. We also discussed athletes like Draymond Green, Coach Steve Kerr, and Jalen Brown, and what they said publicly after the Capitol riots. This was a powerful discussion. Hope you enjoy. Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn, how are you doing, sir? I'm well, man.
1: Thanks for uh thanks for having me on. I appreciate the uh opportunity. And um I gotta start. Now I'm I'm from the DMV. All right. I grew up in Prince George's County. Mm-hmm. I was a huge Wizards fan. So um I, I'm a fan of yours, man. And then uh life after basketball, you've uh you've took it to a whole nother level. And I'm uh I'm a fan, so I appreciate you having me on the opportunity to have this conversation with you. So oh
0: wow, I really appreciate that. You know, it was interesting when I reached out to you. Um, you know, you never really know how somebody's going to respond. And, you yeah. know, uh, you're doing a lot of media now, so I didn't really know if you were going to even respond to me. But you said, uh, yeah, I know who you are. Yeah. I, I've been watching <laughs> The Wizards for my whole life. Yeah, 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 I'd love to sit down with you. I thought that was that was pretty cool. So you've been watching The Wizards for a while growing up? Yeah, in-
1: I, it, this year I ain't really paid. I, I've been a couple games this year. Um, mm-hmm. But it's been it's, uh, it's a lot going on I in, know. This, in today's climate where I don't have the opportunity to uh, sit down and talk. Oh, on another note, um, uh-huh. Bob Delaney, former uh-huh. NBA referee. I talked uh-huh. to him today. And oh, he yeah? told me to tell you hello. And okay. this is his quote. He said, "If I was built like Etan, I would never wear a shirt." So uh-huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was that was the good old days, though. You know what I mean? That was the old days. But yeah, no, Bob Delaney Monserate. told me to tell you hello. I spoke with him today, so that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Now that's great. Well, I've been watching you. You know, doing a lot of different media um you know and talking about you know your story and everything that was going on there's a lot like i mean yeah. you know how, how are you doing with doing all of the media and because you've been doing a lot
1: it's crazy you know i was just thinking about when you said i've doing a lot of media i'm literally just i'll talk to anybody that want to listen and want to have a conversation and talk um you know a lot of the uh the right-wing networks or whatever have not Engage with me or anything. They've, they've talked about me, but I have right. the line to, you know, talk talk to me, not about me. Um, and they talk about me. They don't really talk to me. But I'll, I'll discuss with anything, with anybody about my, my story, because that's all it is. I'm not out here posting a narrative or, you know, trying to hit an agenda. I'm talking about what I went through and that my coworkers went through, and I want the people that was responsible for it held
0: accountable. It's simple as that. What was that? So... Definitely, definitely. Well, I appreciate you sitting down on the rematch, um, basketballnews.com and Fly TV. Um, And, you know, there's a lot. So, so, so starting even from the response from the NBA and the NBA, you know, when everything happened last January 6th, you saw a lot of people responding Um, a lot more, though, than, some people on some of Fox News channels and you know and, and so it, it it was the proper level of disgust, the proper level of you know being shocked of this isn't who we are supposed to be. Um, and that level of of really, um, outrage yeah. from a lot of the NBA. Did you did you see all, a lot of that? A lot of the comments.
1: You know, not, no, I, not too much about the you know the NBA's response, but it mm-hmm. just makes me think. The um, I'm glad that they did have a response because like, this wasn't just the Capitol Police or the Congress that was attacked. Like every person in America, um, was affected by this or could have been potentially affected by this. This was it's. it's it was an attack on our nation, democracy, you know, everything that America stands for, our democracy. Um, so everybody should be outraged. And when you said the um, the right, you know, the right wing networks or whatever, Fox specifically, um, it's so funny. Like they, uh, when I, I just happened to think about like the NBA or whatever, the whole famous shut up and dribble thing. Right. 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 Um, when, when anybody speaks out like LeBron, LeBron James, when he's able to speak out against something that he felt was wrong um but when uh and they told him shut up and dribble but if Kyrie Irving agreed with a stance you know and now they're praising Kyrie Irving and not telling him to shut up and dribble right it's just crazy because they they just pick people to support whatever narrative they want and that's why I think it's just I try to be fact-based if I'm wrong then tell me I'm wrong and excuse me show me that I'm wrong right and then we'll have a discussion about it but it's literally whatever their agenda that is happened to be pushed, and mm-hmm. they'll agree with that that person. So they they's like they they are encouraging and supporting Kyrie Irving, and, but they didn't tell him to shut up and dribble,
0: right? Because, like,
1: because their his agenda at the moment, or it's, mm-hmm. I don't want to call it an agenda. I don't just
0: one topic, just one this stance, topic. Yeah, It's right.
1: their agenda. Yes, and um you know, I'm sure they would probably reverse if LeBron James said something. Like, of they have, course. Fox News was touting Little Kim and Kyrie Irving. Like, who would have thought? Right, <laughs> you know?
0: right, 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 like, right. I just
1: think it's hypocritical, and um, it's all agenda-based. Uh, you know, I, don't, it's, I don't take much, uh, I don't take much, put much into it, though.
0: But, it, but it's hard not to, because you see, is, is. You, you see, you see, for instance, you know, a, a lot of NBA players, um, you know, recently have been speaking out about police brutality, um, yeah. speaking out, leading a, you know marches and rallies. I saw right here, um, you know, John Wall and Bradley Bill led this big Black Lives Matter rally, you know, right in D.C. Yeah, um, yeah. you saw yeah. a lot of yeah, you know, all, all over the place, right? Yeah. And then so so you saw Fox News respond to to that as NBA players should shut up and dribble. Yeah. You know, you know they they get upset anytime LeBron says anything. anything. Um, but but you saw Russell Westbrook. Um, you know, leading marches in in L.A. You saw all the Ball Brothers, all of them, participating in protests and things that nature. Fox News couldn't say more negative things about them. Um, But then you have a situation where, you know, they're they're saying their stance was always we back the blue. Mm -hmm. That's what their stance. We back the blue. No matter what, back the blue. That's propaganda. I think that Uh, uh,
1: whole thing, that is propaganda. Just like you know the blue lives matter and blue thing. lives matter yeah, right and all that stuff like just, but, no, just, no, but, but but this, but this was okay, like
0: my bad, my bad. Yeah. so but but they changed their their tone and their and of their of of their of their stance when it came to January 6th yeah right. then it wasn't blue lives matter then they weren't saying oh protect the police you know we always back the police back the blue you didn't hear those things anymore
1: but that's why like i said that's why like I'll I'll have a conversation with anybody about anything about whatever, but these facts are undeniable about what happened that day, and they're going to shift and change the topic. And like I said, this isn't exclusive just to Fox, like right. Fox News. There are a lot of individuals, people, just people that just it doesn't fit their narrative. So one, we're not either we're going to talk about it. We're gonna what the what a lot of people say is whitewash, or we're just going to just act like it didn't even happen at all um and that's what a lot of people are trying to do um yeah january 6th was bad all right now let's talk about something else right hey, right and i'm like wait a minute like that, yeah it's not that's not good enough for me man
0: yeah. um
1: and like i said i i work with a, a brave group of men and women and um hell metropolitan police department they saved our ass and they helped save the country and um yeah, but, and they got their ass whooped. We got our ass whooped. Our co-workers got our ass whooped. And I'm standing up. That It's not acceptable. And the people that did it need to be held accountable. And the people who arranged it or supported it or funded it or encouraged it or financed whatever. Anybody who had any role with the failures of January 6th needs to be held accountable. I don't care what their name is, title, position, party affiliation. It does not matter. If you... Were wrong, or if you were complicit in the failures of January six, you need to be held accountable, and that's what it comes down to. So,
0: you know, a- after January six um, last year, Steve Kerr, um, you know, coach for the Golden State Warriors, uh, he said during the um, the post game um, interviews, he said, um, an, "A legitimate election is suddenly questioned by millions of people, including many of the people who are leading our country and government." Because we've decided to, over the last few years, allow lies to be told. So this is who we are. You reap what you sow. That's a strong quote. But I didn't disagree with anything that he said. I mean, to your point just now, um, you know, a a lot of the media kind of just kept repeating this lie that, you know, the election has been stolen from you. We have to do something. We have to charge up the troops. It was very much in plain sight. This... This wasn't like a, a surprise. It, they, they were drumming this whole thing up. And to your point, people are not being held accountable. That should yeah. be.
1: Well, yeah. And I think we also, we, the, everybody in America, that's why I say we, we have a responsibility too. Like everybody has their role when it comes to preserving democracy. And that can be educating people about these lies that are told or debunking them, calling them out registering the vote registering somebody you know to vote uh-huh. like everybody has a role in democracy everybody's saying you know Capitol police were well, not everybody <laughs> the people who agree that January 6th was bad uh-huh. they say that you know we're heroes and everything thank you I appreciate I appreciate the roses but we're just doing our job everybody has a job to do and um you know people that voted in uh the special of January 5th that election that sent to uh senators new senator new senators to um the senate on january 5th like that right. was a, that's a big deal like that's right. part of people's that's democracy that's that's people's that's their role so everybody has a role in it so um and i think like i just said a role in some people role that some people play is debunking and calling out a lie when you see it like i try to be fact based like i don't my opinion is just that it's an opinion and and that's what it is but I try to operate just on facts. And there have been no facts that state that th- there was any type enough, excuse me, substantial enough fraud to change the outcome of the election in any one, any party's favor. Um, I know nothing more than that, like facts. And, that, and to me, that's where the conversation ends. Because anything outside of what I just said is now just an opinion.
0: Right. So
1: I'm not going right. back and forth with somebody about their opinion. We could talk facts. You know, like I, like we use the we bay in basketball. Like mm-hmm. pull up stats. Pull right. up pull the stats. stats. All right? right. The tape don't lie. And that's it.
0: Like you know. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You know I, I I my new book is called um Police Brutality and White Supremacy: The Fight Against American Traditions. And I interviewed Jake Tapper, CNN's Jake Tapper. Mm-hmm. And um, this is what he said. And I don't you know, know exactly what you can comment on, but this was his, what he said in reference to um, people kind of um, helping to fan the flames of everything that happened. Uh, he said, President Trump incited a terrorist attack on the Capitol, which is just factual. And it didn't just start that day. It was a month long campaign. And then he said, this was the result of the most powerful person in the world who had been rejected by voters in a Democratic election, telling a very big lie. And this lie was supported by his supporters in Congress and in the media. And so, so that, for Jake Tapper of CNN to say that, usually media people don't call out each other. You know what I mean? They'll. I, I mean, you call out. With, sometimes it's like you know, the left calls out the right, the right calls out the left. But he's talking about anybody that fits into that that description of you allowing a lie to kind of go unchecked. And I had to give him his props for that. I, you know what I mean? For him, I agree with that. I, I
1: agree. I agree with the. I I'll say it specifically. What I agree with that any t- like we had that's hard. Like going back to what I said, we have a duty. If you see something, like see something, say something, right? If something's wrong, you speak out on it. Period. Right. Like, I, and I don't care. I don't care what party it is. I don't care. Like I said, what party, title, rank, none of that stuff, man. If something's wrong, you speak out against it. Uh-huh. And uh, like, just like your book title, you said "White Supremacy and Police brutality Forgive me for not remembering mm-hmm. the exact title, mm-hmm. but all right police brutality. Let's take that to two things. Mm -hmm. Police brutality. Mm -hmm. Why should you get, why should anybody be criticized for wanting to end police brutality? Right. Can, can anybody, can everybody agree? And I'm not talking about how often, frequent, whatever. If police brutality happens, can everybody admit that that's, that's wrong?
0: That's wrong. Yeah.
1: Period. That, no other words, police brutality is wrong. Mm -hmm. So anybody that calls it out, should be supported by everybody, because it should everybody agree that police brutality is wrong?
0: But what happens, but what happens is, especially these are tricks of, of the right and tricks of Fox News. You have a LeBron James, you have a Jalen Brown, you have a you know Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, who say that this particular case is wrong with police brutality and they start bringing attention to it. And then you have people who say, oh, well, they're anti-police. They said, no, nobody said that about anti-police. We said that police brutality is wrong. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this particular case that we're talking about where this policeman shot this unarmed black man and, and we're saying that it is wrong, yeah, that yeah. does not equal anti-police. And that's the problem. I'm, able
1: to, I'm not going to say I played both sides. I, okay. I listen to both sides when you hear um, people. I would never say that just because somebody wants accountability for a uh, bad police actions. I wouldn't say that's anti-police, right. so you're anti-bad police. Yes. Period, right? Right. That's, I think that's a fair state, but also in a lot of these cases and not just with some of the gentlemen you named, mm-hmm. but, um, with the, any media, uh, I, I really hate that term, you know, Hey, let's sit back and wait for all the facts to come out. I I, I get it. I, I get, trust me. I get it, but it's very, it's, um, It's crucial, too. Like, that's that's been my approach with this whole January 6th committee. Sure. I have my opinion about what happened. I do. Everybody does. Right. But my opinion is just my opinion. When these facts come out, that's why everybody should be in favor of this investigation and finding out the truth about what happened, because. Like I said, I don't argue with people's opinions. Because somebody's opinions is their experience, is their, what they see, is their perception. Some perceptions, reality. A lot right. of these people, what they live. If they see it, some people see a police officer and they scared out their mind because all they've known their whole life is police brutality. So right. I don't discredit that at all. I, I'm not going to get offended because somebody sees me as a police officer and be like, dang, yo, I don't even like this dude. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. making mad. That's your reality. But mm-hmm. I understand. Let me. Let me attempt to show you that I'm I'm different, maybe. I, I don't know. Or it's not different. I, I don't fit that narrative. Right. You know, let me attempt to. But to sit down there and call somebody out for, for having that viewpoint, that's their life, man. Yeah. That's, that's what they, that's what they, so I would never discredit that. But it's very important. So like I said, you got to stop talking about, like, opinions and stuff Um, when it comes to, like, making huge proclamations like that. Um, and get to the facts about things, because there are, like I said, there's been a lot of you know high cl- um, high-profile situations that didn't like when when all the facts did come out, uh, you'd be like, oh sh, ooh, well that was bad. All right, right, carry on, you know. And so yeah. it's like nobody can really call, oh remember that time you said that and then we turned
0: out. So you know, but 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 but, but here's the thing though, with with the facts coming out, there are certain people who've whose opinion carries a little bit more weight than others and you're one of them. I mean, you were there. I mean, and we can go over the, the, I mean, because it's so amazing hearing Fox, because I watch them sometimes. I want to see what they're talking about and they are trying to discount the accounts of people who were actually there. Yeah. The same police who they talk about, you know, yeah. th- that they love and that blue lives matter and always right and everything like that. They are, there are accounts from police of exactly what happened, but now they're trying to discount those accounts to wait for what other facts. They they don't want to listen to the January Six Committee. They don't want to listen to the police officers that were there. So whose facts are you waiting for?
1: So so <laughs> now I got you. I got you. I, so. So I thought about that too. I can try I, 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 do, I try to think about other things. Um, this was one of the most documented crimes in history. Like the the um the uh, the the people that were been arrested, they posted their evidence. They posted yes. it, like it was yep. you don't get any, no search warrant. It's like right, you click on Facebook or Twitter, right. it's right there. Right there. So they posted it. The thing is, they think that they were right. They think they were right, so it doesn't matter what facts come out. Like, I'm and I, I maybe I should I should uh, preface this by saying I'm speaking to reasonable people. I'm speaking to reasonable people because that's all I'm dealing with right now. I'm I'm not I'm not entertaining. If you say you have a disagreement with somebody or you see something, you say, "All right, is there anything I could say or do to get you to change? Not change your mind, but accept another perspective about what happened? Is there anything right. I could say, do, show you?" And they say, no, the conversation's over. Right. I'm not. I, all right. right. Yeah, you lost. Right. I, 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 I'm I. not going to. You're banging your head against this wall. Mm-hmm. And then you're expecting the wall to move. Yeah. It's not happening. So yeah. that's why I say I preface this with. So that's why when all the facts come out, because there are some people that say, well, did this really happen? Or OK, point out all the facts and they'd be like, this is what happened. Because, hell, think about think about this. We just learned a week, a month ago, that uh, Fox News anchors were texting uh-huh. Trump yes. as yes. it was happening. We, it was didn't happening. we didn't know that. on January right. 7th or right. 8th. We're, not. we're still learning about what. So, is out there that we don't, we don't even know what we don't know yet.
0: Right. So, okay. so what we're what we're talking about, and you, if you can't say this, I can say this. But, <laughs> but you're talking specifically. Um, Sean Hannity's text was revealed. Um, by some of the, the January 6th Commission. And they showed specifically where Sean Hannity was texting the White House um, chief. Yeah. Um, correspondent and saying trump needs to do something about this he yeah. needs to make a statement he needs to say something but then he got back on fox news and was and and downplayed everything it was nothing it was nothing, nothing. it was all right so that that's what and also i'm saying that if you can't you know but i know that's the fact. Question. i mean
1: but, but but that's not your opinion right that's factual. it's factual i don't mind talking about like facts i mean i keep well i, I try to keep my opinion to myself man because you know i, I it's like I said earlier. It just is what it is. And like we're in the barbershop, we're in the court. We can talk about my opinion all the time, right? But you know, like I, I you know, just let's keep it. Let's keep it a buck. And uh, facts are facts, man.
0: So, so let's let's go back because I want I want to go back and let's talk about you know since you were there, you know, you have all these people like you said Fox News talking about you and about you know what I mean the police officers that were there, the Capitol Police, and what happened. You were actually there. So, right. so you know, January sixth, two thousand twenty one. You were posted on the east front of the Capitol building, the east initially, front. Yeah, initially, yeah. and so so you were on the steps leading up to the Senate chamber. Yeah, as the insurrectionists started to descend on the Capitol. Saw,
1: real, real quick, real quick, mm-hmm. though they were they were there all day. Um, so and maybe this goes into, any, but I've been at I started my fourteenth year in November that just passed. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think it would be fair, safe to say that in those 14 years, I responded to, oversaw, monitored close to a thousand demonstrations. Mm-hmm. Like I said, these can be about anything, mm-hmm. any topic, anything. People go out there and literally get a week permit to read the Bible. Like, right. any Anything. I mean, yeah. like, you name it, they're out there. Um, so I thought it was just going to be a First Amendment protest, which we've seen. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't matter if I agree with it whatever. If they would have come up, they have the right to do that. And I'm mm-hmm. all for people's rights. Like, I, that's fine. That's your right to do it. Uh-huh. Um, but once that turns violent and then, like, you throw know, a temper tantrum because an election didn't go your way, then that's when you got to, we have a problem. But um, they were out there all day long. And it was, you know, peaceful. Like, it, right. it looked like a, um, remind me like a pep rally. Right, right, right. They out there with their flags and they're waving mm-hmm. and singing songs mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And then the violence from the West side, the if you're familiar with D.C., the mall, um, from down the white house, the Lincoln Memorial Washington monument mm-hmm. coming towards the Capitol. Um, that's where the violence started coming from. Um, they breached the first police line. And I heard a friend of mine on the radio, um, scream out, we need more help. We need units. And just like, I heard the terror in that individual's voice. And I took off running and responded over there. And, uh, when I responded around to the west side of the building, it was as far as you can see, just people um that appeared to be Trump supporters that said they were Trump supporters they would, had the flag they said their words were President Trump sent us and um they were just there and uh saying that they're coming in and telling us that we were traitors uh we broke our oath, we weren't real police officers, we weren't real patriots. we come stand with us um like they, they, they were convinced that they were right, and nothing that we said and clearly that we did um, was going to stop them. So,
0: wow. So, so, so when, and so when you looked out on the crowd and you looked at them, you talked about the flags you saw. Yeah. Um, you saw Trump flags, right? You saw Confederate flags. You saw Nazi flags. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, 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 the,
1: the blue line flags. Um, yes. The uh like they had this, this don't tread on me flag. It's a yellow flag with a snake wrapped around like a pole or something. I don't even understand mm. the. I don't know what it means, but you see yeah. that a lot of those type of rallies. Um, and I think it. I'm not even gonna go into whatever. Right, but right. You see it a lot. Um, <laughs> one of the craziest thing I saw it was um, Rambo with Trump's face on it, and Rambo had like the machine gun. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's crazy, man. Like and, USA flags and right. It was just a mess, man. It
0: was so so so. You, you saw that. I I saw where you were one of four officers um, who testified to the committee yeah. about what took place. Yeah, and you described the ugly racist taunts um, you were subjected to, uh, particularly from a lady in the in the in a pink, pink... Uh, maga shirt. Yeah. Um, you don't have to walk through all the particulars of it with me, but, the, you know, you they were hurling racial epithets at you like this was back in segregation time. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just freely just flowing from their lips with no hesitation. Like it was, yeah, yeah. you know, like I, so, had, you, had you experienced is that a is that something that you've experienced before as a police officer? Or was I, that?
1: I've never been called the N word as a police officer, at least to my face, whether or not that I know of. I've never been called that. Um, I be called sellout before you know, like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, never to my face. And um, what stands out though, like I'm a big dude. I'm six seven, three fifty. Right, I'm not no little. I used to play football. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know how to handle myself. I was Got I was armed with an um an AR fifteen that day, and uh, I thankfully. Um, was not physically injured to the point where a lot of my coworkers were. Um, You know, I got sprayed in the face a couple times, a shove here, a shove there. But as far as, like, the beating and stuff, no, that didn't happen. And I think that they wanted to use words to hurt me. And um, because when you use racial, the N-word to somebody in a hurtful way, it, it is hurtful. I mean, you see people's reactions, like... I've seen, you know, yeah, it's it's YouTube or uh, Instagram. People call me the N word again, and people go night night for saying that. Right, right, right. It's it's. it's but true. isn't but
0: isn't but isn't that hurling it the way that they were hurling it at you? Isn't that you know? I'm not a lawyer. No, you know. But but isn't that in the realm of assault on a police officer? Like if you are maybe hur-
1: maybe I'm, I'm not I'm not even a lawyer. I don't I don't know. Like I. I don't know that I don't know the the laws the statutes with that, but I'm sure somebody can make that argument. Now that you're, I see the, I see where you're going with that, and yeah, it's not in the commission of a crime. Like I mean, sure, I, I mean, I'm sure a, the elements and, are there. I'm sure right. the elements of it are there. But like I said, um, and even that, like so that moment, I um, no, I, I want to be clear. Like I wasn't the entire day. I wasn't getting run around everywhere I was. Like that was a mm-hmm. four or five hour deal, and I wasn't getting called the N word for four or five hours. It was just one particular time, but listening, talking to my coworkers, um, some of my black coworkers, share with me their stories of them being called the N-word. There was li- recently um, an EMT on, a female black woman oh. who was a fire, DC firefighter, um, paramedic. She was responding in to help people that were out, like that were knocked out that needed medical attention. And they wow. were calling her the N word as she was going to help them. Like, wow. So, like, and I just I just saw that story about a week or two ago on uh, NBC Four. Wow. And um, it's crazy though. Like, so yeah, listening to other people talking to other officers, then I learned that I wasn't just the only one. It wasn't me. Um. So, and at, when it happened, I didn't process it like, ouch, dang, because I'm exhausted. Like we. We throw like, a fight, like, that whole day. You got the mask on, you can't breathe. with all this pepper spray in the air, and it's just going on, going on, going on. And it was, um, it was tough, man. So I didn't process it as an attack on me because of my skin color until after I was able to sit down. Finally, when I was able to have a breather, uh-huh. and I was talking with one of my boys, um, who happens to be a black guy, about what happened. Uh-huh. And I, like, I was in tears, man, like, crying, like, Because I was so disappointed at, yo, is this where we are as a country, man? Is this where we are, bro? Right. I mean, mean, uh, maybe I'm naive, maybe I'm gullible, maybe I'm too optimistic, but damn, man. Like, I I drink the Kool Aid, man. I I pray, I pray, I hope and pray for that togetherness kumbaya moments. I I, I live for that, man. Like, you you know, it really hurt me that this is where we are. I mean, and, and, you know, it is what it is. I know. I know where we are. Right. But it just sucks that we're not better than this, man. So, yeah.
0: I mean, one of the things that so also in my book, um, police brutality and white supremacy, uh, the fight against American traditions. I interviewed right. Jamel, okay. right. I interviewed uh, Jamel Hill, and we were talking about this, and she was she was really amazed at the fact that there were so many people there. And they didn't have hoods on. They didn't have masks over their faces. They didn't, they were just walking around like they were just the privilege of there's no nothing wrong with what I'm doing. I'm spraying police officers in the face. I'm I'm hurling things, I'm breaking down barriers, going into doors, you know, defecating all over the place, all the time. And and I'm not even wearing a mask.
1: Let me ask you a question though. Let me ask you a question. Like, have you heard the term? one person's terrorist is another person's freedom fighter? Yes, yes. So that's how I viewed it. Those individuals, to me, were terrorists. If you look up the definition of domestic terrorist, mm-hmm. that is, to the T, what was January 6th? Those individuals were emboldened, right? They were emboldened by who? The most powerful person in the United States. Mm-hmm. Period. So right. when you have that kind of... um not like the green light, like coach said. yo, he got the green light. Pull right. that trigger, You got it, bro. Right. Right, right, right. They had the green light. Mm-hmm. And what did you, if you got that kind of green light from the most top, man, you could tell me nothing, man. Yeah.
0: That's,
1: and that's what I'm saying. So these people were emboldened. And that's why I think they were so dangerous because they thought that they were right by the most powerful person in the country. Right. <laughs> so like, of course they did all that in the open because they thought they were proud to do it. They were proud. So wow. That's, wow. What, that's the way you got to look at it. Like, that's why I think you got to get to the complete bottom of what happened, the behind the scenes, all this stuff to come out and hold the people, the planners, people financially, all the, the antagonists. the pe- Even if you on Twitter and you say, yo, y'all should storm the Capitol. You need to be accountable to right. anybody, man, anybody. Yeah. Because we cannot let that, that precedent that this is okay.
0: That's right, that's right. You know, it's interesting when you said that you you know, in the descriptive words that were being used to describe them. Um, and uh, Draymond Green of uh, for Golden State Warriors actually said after the after the game when that when that was happening, everybody was watching it in, in real time, um, he addressed the media. And Draymond Green said, um, Stop describing the capital invaders the same way you describe someone who just stands there and makes a chant saying we want justice. We want peace. Uh, Stop using the same word. It's disrespectful and it's shameful to keep calling them protesters. They're terrorists. And I thought that was a really strong statement um, by him to make because so many they were so reluctant to say that they were terrorists. They kept saying, you know, supporters, um, you know, of, of, of the elections, people who, all these different nice terms, and I was like, no, these are terrorists. Look what call they're a spade doing. A spade, man, call a spade a spade, bro. Goodness gracious, you know. And, and so, so when you you've been doing a lot of different interviews, and I got to ask you this, I I, I have to. Um, the interviews have been great. I saw you sit down with Chris Hayes, on MSNBC. There was great interviews on CNN. You know, thank I saw you. A couple of but there was one that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and I'm going to explain why. It was WUSA9. I think that's who it was. Okay. So the interviewer asked you um, if you forgave the lady who called you the N-word. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, why would you ask him that? Yeah, like I, so, it came so. at a level. I was like, why would you? Why? And, and the, the reason why it's, it struck such a nerve with me, I do a lot of work with family members of police brutality. And so Eric, Eric Garner's um, daughter, Emerald, and you know Terrence Crutcher's uh, sister, Tiffany. I could just awesome. go down the list, and that's always a question that the media asks one of them. You know, where somewhere, they say, "Do you forgive?" I was like, "Why? Why do you always ask that?" Like, "So oh, if I can help me out, help me out." Yeah, I
1: try me. to. So, <laughs> I I have been big on mental health and healing, and pre, you know. Encouraging people to get help and so they can heal. I, you know, I'm sure people they may disagree with it, Um, but I do believe that sometimes getting over something like I don't I don't believe you just get over something. You learn how to live with it existing. Like, and, and you know, I, I I understand both sides. When people say you know forgiveness is not for the other person, it's for you. I I, I, I believe it, but I also understand the, the opposite end of like. I'm not gonna give this end of forgiving doesn't mean I like them. I'll ever talk to them. That I for, like we're not hanging out. With, but I think I but that helps me get over it. Like I'm not gonna hold on to this my whole life. Hold on to it. It's gonna exist. I, it it's not going anywhere, but it's not gonna consume me. It's not gonna control my emotions. It's not gonna control my feeling, my reaction. Everything that I do isn't going to be well. January sixth, twenty twenty one. This person called me the N word. Like I. I mean yeah i'll remember that it happened but i'm not gonna let it consume me um so no i don't like her i never will like her but i i gotta move on from it and maybe that's a better term than moving on from it than instead of um forgive her like you know i mean forgiveness sounds very nice i guess <laughs> maybe you know they weren't nice to me but um I I had to work through it. I got to work through it. Cause just to get some, but I understand both sides of the coin. I get it. When people say, nah, dog, never, never. I can say, and my answer was, I'm not there yet. Mm -hmm. I'm not made. I'm still not. I'm still not. But I, I hope to be.
0: So, so, so this, is, but th- this is my issue with it, though, um, because it always seems to be asked of us. When I say us, I mean black people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so whether you're a black capital Police officer or a, a black family member of a victim of police brutality, the media always wants to put them on the spot and say, do you forgive? Are we and, expecting and to be a
1: bigger person?
0: Right. But but I have seen countless. September 11th vigil vigils. I've never once seen any media person ask any family member mm-hmm. if they forgive um, for the events that happened in September 11th. I've never thought about that. I've I, never thought about you got to think. So if you gonna keep asking us that, you're going to have to, you know, what I mean? but I've never seen that. And that's why when, you know, the reporter asked you that, I, I was like, tensed up. I was like, there they go again. You know, it's like, I've, that's ne- I've never thought about that. Sometimes. But no, I
1: mean, you're right, though. I understand. I get it. I get it, but yeah.
0: this is it's tough. So, so you mentioned you mentioned um, a big proponent of of therapy, and you mentioned it also in your op-ed. It was a great op-ed. It was Thank it was you. it was powerful. Um, it was honest, and it was something that I think needed to be to be heard. The op-ed is called. It's in the Washington Post. Um, so, please, everybody listen listening, go look it up. Um, it's the government we defended last January 6th, has a duty to hold all perpetrators accountable. And I, I just want to read a little bit of it because you, you opened up and it was so, the, the words were just, sometimes when you read something and the words like come off the page, like yeah. that's that's how this was. It said, the calendar says it happened a year ago, but it feels like yesterday because for the two of us, U.S. Capitol Police officers who, together with many other officers, defended the Capitol on January 6, 2021 from a violent mob of insurrectionists, the wounds from that horrific day persist. One of us sustained considerable physical injuries, requiring multiple surgeries and prolonged rehabilitation treatment. The other was victimized by pepper spray and tear gas and remained sickened by the vile racist slurs hurled at him by those who invaded the sanctity of the capitol building both of us to both of us continue to experience post-traumatic stress anxiety and depression that that was that was really honest of you to to open up about and one of the reasons why i really want to applaud you with this is you know there are a lot of people suffering in silence yeah. In all walks of life. There's NBA players dealing with depression, suffering in science. There's kids in, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school suffering in silence. And and the fact that you had the courage um, to be able to be honest about the 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 traumatic stress, anxiety, and depression that you're, that you're all feeling about this. I, I want to just say kudos to you first of Thank all you. for that. Um, but, 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 but take me through that a little bit. Um, you know, because it, people need to really understand the, 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 the difficult path of being, of you having to go back to work. Yeah. So you have to kind of put yeah. all that to, and you have to do a job. Like, so let me, talk
1: so let, to me about that. Yeah, yeah. So There's a couple of things, but I do. I want to go back real quick to mm-hmm. the um, you know, the the suffering in silence thing. Like, let's ask the question: Why do people suffer in silence? Why? All right. So I think it's because, plain and simple, you're afraid of being judged, mm-hmm. you show weakness, or is the. So is there anything else that somebody can say? What else can somebody say to break the stigma of mental health? There's nothing new. There's no new words. There's no new phrases. Everything has been said before. Now you just need to saturate the market with the market, whatever, the environment, the community with those words. It is okay. Like when you show people that it's okay to be vulnerable and Oh, Oh wait, you hurting too? Mm -hmm. Damn, Me too, yo. So like when more people are open and honest, um, that, that's the thing. There's no new words. There's no new message about mental health. Everything that people suffer because they're scared of being judged. Uh-huh. Everybody needs to flood that message and everybody needs to get on the side of, yo, it's okay to get help. Um, I don't care. Like, I, I think that's one thing that helps me so much. My authenticity. And like, I don't care. Like, say what you want about me. You ain't going to hurt my feelings, bro. Like, you can't it, it insult me.
0: Right. whatever man
1: you're right. not gonna hurt me bro I'm gonna help myself and you're gonna be miserable running your mouth judging me about whatever cause I'm, mm-hmm. I'm weak mm-hmm. I'm weak square up then how about that like right, <laughs> right, right. You, know? um, <laughs>
0: right.
1: you know I uh yeah, I, I just think that there's nothing new to say I just think it keeps on needing to be said um mm-hmm. about the mental health aspect but as far as going into my job man like you know I uh I was raised well. My parents, you know, I got great parents. Uh-huh. Um, maybe it's being in sports that maybe helped me understand the um, something bigger than yourself kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, but as I look at it, like, sure, there, there may be some members in Congress that I don't agree with, um, and I guess that's the best way for me to put it. You know, uh-huh. to people that I don't agree with, um, but their seat their seat that they represent makes up part of democracy and you can't pick and choose what parts of democracy you want. Uh-huh. And I think that's what makes America what it is. Um, yeah. A lot of different views, uh, and everybody's allowed to have their views and have their views brought to the table. So that's the way I was, like, I'm protecting a seat, which represents maybe a million people in some, in some cities. It represents a million people. So I don't look at that one person. I look at, like, all right, I'm defending this seat. And that's what's important. So it's bigger than myself. And I take pride in it because I do my job right. I do it thoroughly. I do it right. And nobody can say anything about the way that I do my job Uh because I do it for the right reasons. I do it pridefully. Um, And that's the way I view it. Like, this is bigger than me. And uh, sometimes I I get to the point where like, dang, dude, is this talking out even worth it? People hating on me. People threatening me. Um, You know, they talking about is it even worth it? And then I'll hear somebody say, yo, I really appreciate what you're doing. Keep it up. Like, but that's the point, point that, that just makes it worth it, man, because again, yeah, it's bigger than me. Like I said, that's, that's sports. Like, I was an offensive lineman, man. Offensive linemen do not get no credit. They right. do all the dirty work. They right. do all the dirty work as the running right <laughs> back runs in the end zone. They do right. all the work, man. You're so, um, I'm, I'm used to doing something for the greater good, you know? Um, so, you know, I... I I'm not deterred because, like I said, I'm uh, I'm standing up for what I believe in is right. Like, and I just wish I was just telling somebody. I um, I was talking with one of my friends, and people were saying, you know,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, uh, Harry's just doing all this talking out. And one of the guys said, "Look, right, wrong, or indifferent, Harry's standing up for what he believes in." And I wish more people did. And you know what? That was a, the best compliment more than I support you stand up for what you believe in you know why because not many people do it at all um, right. you know I would rather hear yo I'm glad for you standing up for what you believe in more so than hey buddy I support you Like, right? but more people need to stand up for what they believe in and um, and I'll always do that because uh, I'm going to look at myself in the mirror and be like dag yo you a sell out or you should have did this you should have did that Right. I'm comfortable with myself, man. And uh, and I'm okay with that.
0: So so have you gotten a lot of backlash? I mean, you had you, when when you was on the um talking to the January 6th um uh, okay. committee, um you you made the reference of saying um of a of a hitman. You talked about when a hitman is hired, um yeah. and he kills somebody, uh that man goes to jail, but also the person who hired him goes to jail. Yeah, um, and that I, I thought that was a great analogy. Thanks, I, honestly, I thought it was absolutely you know perfect. Um, what has been the response of many people on the right from that statement alone? Um, you know, I um,
1: I, I, I like to I try to focus on the positive stuff. Um, especially because, like I said earlier, you. Well, I'll, I'll don't talk to anybody regarding facts. You know, I'm not going to talk about your opinion or not. Um, Tucker Carlson called me an angry left wing yeah activist or something like that. And then I had to think about it because I was well. You're, you're right. I am angry. I am angry. They got one of my coworkers killed. We got attacked. Democracy was attacked. I, I'm angry. You're right. Um, left wing. I. Uh, I typically typically vote Democrat. So I, I guess that's pretty accurate uh-huh. and uh, activists standing up for what you believe in and seeking accountability for things that are wrong. OK, I'll be that. <laughs> I will, that that's fine, bro. I'll be all those things, you know, so that goes back to be just standing up for what I believe in. Um, but as far as the. Um, a lot of people, like I said, I've got a lot of support, but it hasn't all been good. That's, you know, um, think about it, like if one person, you, 10 people say, yo, yo, this joke, nine people say, yo, he had a great game, he had a great game, he had a great game. And one person was like, oh, it was okay. You're gonna go focus right on that one person be like, What you mean it was okay, bro? Like, <laughs> yeah. Those other nine, it, those other nine, they go out the window. But that's just right. human nature. Like, we yeah, but, we, we self sabotage ourselves, man. Like, I, I'm not focusing on them, dude. Man.
0: And I, like, I hear you, and that's big of you. But it's the level of hypocrisy that yeah. we see from the right, and from you mentioned Tucker Carlson, you you know, the John Hannity, Laura Ingram. We can go down the list, Bill O'Reilly, and they're always so you know, back the blue, they're always so waving the flag, police matter, everything no, like that. But now, those people, is
1: people you just, named, those people you just <laughs> named, they're very smart people, right? I think well, they're very smart, they didn't get to where they are without being smart. And if manipulation is a part of being smart, too, um, a lot of people manipulate for their own for their own good. And that's what they're doing. So, I mean, I my pride, my conscience, my it won't allow me to do that. Mm. But some people just do whatever they do, just power, you know, um, recognition.
0: Yeah.
1: Whatever, man. Like, that's what I saying. Like, that's what. I, I reached out to them. I reached out to Fox and asked. I
0: was gonna them. ask you that.
1: I did. I reached out. My lawyer did also. Um and you know, we were happy come to come down on your
0: show. But... And none of them have invited you on the show? None of them? None of them. That is amazing to me. That is amazing to me. Yeah. That's so amazing. You they they talked about I talked to um
1: Michael Fanon is the uh the police officer who almost he testified before Congress also He quit yeah. the Metropolitan Police Department. He is now a contributor for CNN or an analyst or something, and uh, people couldn't wait to like there's literally footage of him being dragged out mm-hmm. and tased and almost beaten to death, right? Um, there's video of it, mm-hmm. people are saying that it's fake and that he's a crisis actor, like if people, crisis don't agree, actor. If people can't agree, that's what I'm saying. If people can't acknowledge that, a tape of an incident happening then what's the point of even attempting to have conversations with those people? What is right. the point? What's the point? Because all you're going to do is you're going to work yourself up. You're going to get mad. You're going to get mad. And then yeah, what? That's true. Then what? Like, I am sol- I try to be solutions-driven, right? Solutions-based. Like, all right, this is an issue. This is All right, how do we fix it? Mm-hmm. Well, there's nothing that I can say, then I, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to the people who want to listen then. Like, right. That's what you're saying. Like, I... <laughs>
0: so- so no, it's, it's I, I can't even imagine how frustrating <laughs> it is for you. I mean, and just to hear them describe what you lived through and try to whitewash it. You know, try to just like I heard you say in one interview, just flat out lie. Flat
1: out lying. Just man. lie. Well, whitewash is a nice way to put it. Right. They're just lying. lying. They're lying. Yes. They're lying. Yeah. So yeah, and um one thing that really bothered me, man, the uh the governor of Florida, he um DeSantis? He said that, uh, oh, man, this is like Christmas for the Democrats.
0: Yeah, I heard him say that. Yeah. they But they all were saying that. I'm just saying Christmas. January 6th is like Christmas? Yeah, it's amazing. Like, bruh. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's terrible, man. Like, That's amazing. And imagine. I'm sure,
1: I'm sure Mrs. Signick wouldn't call Christmas January 6th when she lost her son.
0: Right. Christmas, you know? Right, right. And to just see, you know, that I mean, it's, we, can, we don't have to keep talking about the hypocrisy. It's it, it's because very, it exists, it's very man, telling. You know. it, it's very telling, but it's just, it's still amazing to me. You know what I mean? The level man. that it is. So, so let me just let me just ask you, and we could you know, wrap up. I really appreciate you. No man, I appreciate um, you having me on. Man, it's um, You know wh- what? What? What do you want to see from the January sixth commission? Um, so what, I.
1: Go, go ahead. No, no, no. Go, you, you, so no, no, that was
0: that was really the setup. What actually, do you want to see from Simba?
1: Um, and like I said, you know, a lot of people I, I view things differently, and like I try to have a different temperament mm-hmm. And like lock them all up. Lock right. up come on, okay. Let's, let's uh-huh. like we acknowledge. I, I say I could I think you you've spoken this also. The criminal justice system needs to be reformed.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: however. I have a problem with being a hypocrite. Like we just talked about hypocrites.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the laws that are on the books until they change, they need to be enforced. Okay. And there are laws against what happened on January 6th. Um and they need to be enforced. Do a thorough investigation and um like like I said, the the title of my op-ed, they have a duty to, you know, hold the people accountable. Like mm-hmm not only am I a Capitol Police officer, I'm an American citizen and I vote. So Congress, y'all work for me too. Like, mm-hmm. I I can say that. I'm a yeah. voter. Yeah. I'm not just some hired help. Nah, man, I can vote. Uh-huh. And um, they have a duty to get to the bottom of it. And I think that they will, not only because the people on that committee are, 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 are champions for justice, right? Not only that, they were also victims that day. They were in the building. Mm-hmm. They were the people that the rioters, the terrorists, the mobsters were coming for. Mm-hmm. Those are the individuals. So they have a personal stake in it also. So I believe that they'll get to it. I just want transparency about what happened. And then once the full truth is known, like I said at the beginning of the show, any and everybody who had anything to do with the failures of that day needs to take responsibility and be held accountable by not just the American public, by the criminal justice system.
0: And I I agree 100%. One of my issues here, though, is there are people who are not cooperating. And I don't see how that's being allowed. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait.
1: wait. (laughs) I don't see
0: how it's allowed.
1: (laughs) Three people. Three Uh people. Mm -hmm. They interviewed 345 people. I think that was the number.
0: Something like that. Three jokers? yeah.
1: Three jokers? We're making a big deal out of it because we know their names.
0: Yeah, we you know, know their you names. Said, we know their yeah.
1: names. Three hundred and forty-five people have cooperated. Okay. So they held two. They voted to hold two in contempt, and we'll see what happens with that. With the, you know, the Justice Department. That's a separate branch. That's a separate, separate but equal branches of government. You know.
0: Okay. Okay. But I hope that
1: they're, I. I maybe mean, that maybe that's just me being optimistic. Okay. But they got. They need to. So I'm practicing extreme patience right now. Like everybody was talking about January 6th, anniversary. Right. My an- anniversary of January 6th will be the day that justice is serving and the people responsible are held accountable. That'll be my anniversary for January 6th.
0: Got you. Got you. And I, you know, for for, for me personally, I would like to, and I always, you know, incorporate this into everything. I would like to, to continue to see people use their platforms to speak on this. Now, of course, I'm mostly dealing with athletes yeah. because that's my realm. So, yeah. of course, I want to encourage all athletes to continue to speak out, continue to, you know, athletes have podcasts on there. You, you can go on their podcasts and talk about different things. Use their, to, to, to inform people about what's going on and using their positions and their platforms. I'd be willing agree?
1: to talk to, like I said, anybody, man. Like, I, anybody want to listen? Anybody want to have a conversation? I'm more than willing to, um... And that's the thing. I'm a lot I try to stay away from my opinion. Like I said that again. I'm not because like I said, what makes my opinion? I can speak about my factual account of what happened on January 6th. Mm-hmm. You can't debate that with me. You can debate all kinds of opinions. So that's why I try to stay away from it. So let's talk about facts. Don't ask me, well, well what about, well, what about? I call it like whataboutisms. Yeah. It's deflections. They're right. deflections. Right. You know, don't deflect. Let's talk about. So, okay, so they say, well, what about the riots in Wisconsin, I mean, in Portland? Mm-hmm. Or, okay, okay, what about them? So are you, by me acknowledging that the riots in Portland were horrible and mm-hmm. bad, and those officers who defended their communities, if I acknowledge them as brave heroes, will you do the same about the people on January 6th? Or okay. are you just saying that to deflect?
0: That's all, that's deflection. So, so, so okay, yes, yeah, you're deflect.
1: right. What about Portland? Portland right.
0: was bad. Right.
1: The violence the destruction—it was bad. Right. Period. Right. Will you say the same thing about January six?
0: Yeah. No. And that's the problem. And that's, that's the problem. problem. Definitely no. agree. Well, look, well, let me just say I've taken up enough of your time. Much respect to you. Y'all uh, I say I'm gonna pour up another one, man. Well, <laughs> no, well, I appreciate you. We've been talking for hours, so I, you know what I mean. I, I definitely, you know, appreciate that you, you're being so open about everything, open about your feelings, open, and, you know, and brave to be able to stand up. And, and say the things that you're saying because not all the officers are doing what you're doing. Yeah. And you don't have to even respond to that, but I'm saying... No, I will, though, I
1: will, though, because oh, like, okay. I, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily entirely fair to just okay. say, like, hey, they're not speaking out. Like, so four people, are you, there, there are reasons why people don't speak out. And, um, you know, I'm, like you said, if, if they're wrong or, and they if they're sympathizers, then fuck them. If I could put it bluntly, if mm-hmm. there's okay. sympathizers for it, right. but just because somebody is speaking out is not speaking out doesn't mean they're like complicit or anything. Like, there's a lot of negative that's come with this. Like this speaking out, like I get threats, like people like coming at me, like people like in the in the community, like in the um the poli- law enforcement community, calling mm-hmm. me a fake cop and all this mm-hmm. stuff, and like I sold out my brothers in blue. Mm-hmm. What? So right. I'm just saying it isn't it isn't all positive. So it, people say I'm getting paid. I mean I ain't got a dime from none of this stuff. A dime.
0: Right. I, I'm, not,
1: I'm not looking for one either. Right. I'm looking for the truth. I got a job. Right. You know, I'm looking for truth and accountability. And um, but to to those police officers, a lot of them have told me, come to me, said that they support me. Hey, keep doing what you're doing. Um, hey, hey, can I tell you something? Next time you go on your show, you mind telling this story for me? Absolutely.
0: Uh-huh. You know, so well. Let me well, let me just say that there, you're you're very modest, and I and I respect <laughs> that. I respect that. But there is a reason why people refer to Muhammad Ali in certain terms because he had the courage to be able to speak out. Now, of course, a whole lot of other people were seeing the same things that he was seeing, but they weren't speaking out the way that he was. So, but that's you can beat what and- ass too, so, yeah, and so, like, likewise, <laughs> you are able and have the courage. You know, to to do what you're doing and to speak out the way that you are speaking out and to take on that burden of all of the different, you know, people attacking you from every direction, not just the right, but even within police departments of saying, you know, that maybe that they don't want you to say some of the things that you're saying or call out some of the people that you're calling out. And I'm sure when you testified, you know, in front of the committee, you know, that there was strong reactions from that. So I will say much respect to you for for having the courage Appreciate to be able to do that so thank you, definitely definitely so again thanks for coming on the show um you know stay safe out there i appreciate you and uh you know i hope to talk to you again i hope we run running to you sometime man that's what's up that's what's All up right, bro. i appreciate you man bless Bye bless.
1: Right, now
0: thank you for listening to the rematch you can find more episodes on basketballnews.com apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you're listening Be sure to subscribe and leave a review. You can also find my articles on basketballnews.com along with exclusive content from Kenyon Martin, James Posey, and more. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at AtonThomas36. Let me know what you thought of this episode and who you'd like to see as a guest. I would love your feedback.